What's up, y'all? Today on Now That's Life, we're going to discuss the last five of my 10 ways to get your life together. This is part two, so don't forget to go back and check out part one. I even include some of my favorite time management tips, ways to increase your self-confidence, positive mental health tips, and tips to getting more productive. Now, these have helped me to build a more fixed mindset, and they've also helped me with my self-care, my growth, and my mental health, and basically letting things go that need to be gone forever. I'm your host, Dr. Nina Ellis-Hervey. I'm a licensed clinical and school psychologist in the states of Texas and Louisiana. I'm a licensed specialist in school psychology, a nationally certified school psychologist, an associate and tenured professor, and a certified professional life coach. And this is the Now That's Life podcast. Now, while I want this podcast to be a helpful and also a great resource to you, it's definitely not meant to be a substitution for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Before we start back off where we left off last week, I want to say I hope y'all are getting all the rest, the love, the commitments, the joy that you deserve in this new year. It's going to be all about fulfillment. And I'm not going to say going to be because it's what it's about. Like this year, I determined that I'm going to be the best I've been of all the years. Now, that's going to be hard to beat for most of us because we've had our ups and downs. We've chosen different things, life paths. And we've also told ourselves the things we can do and that we can't. And we've shown and proven that even if you've had hard years, I've had hard years too. But still, those times have proven to you just how strong you are, just what you're made of, how great you are. So, To say that this year is going to be the best yet makes it even harder just because we need to be thinking strategically about how we're going to move forward to our next levels. Whatever that means to you, whatever you seek to do, whatever you want to do and want to be, it is on the horizon and it's not something that you should see as far off. You need to be working and behaving as if you're getting there now. And that's why I really wanted to do this Getting Your Life Together series, if you will. I was going to call it a sequence, but a series, because I think that a lot of us start to think that we have to prep all these steps. We have to have these New Year's resolutions. We have to come up with all these big things we're going to do. When in all actuality, we hold the power right now. We just need to start right now, do what we can within our power to get it going, get it moving and be the best we are or ever will be and make that commitment to ourselves. So like I said, make sure that you go back and listen to last week's episode so you can catch on up. But if you're wondering, what were those five that I described last week? Just quickly, one was hang with people who add to your life. Two, stop making excuses for where you are now. Three, realize that happiness can't come from things that always change or from things outside of us. Four, Make time for you and for what's important. And five, start saying no. So the next of the 10 starts here with number six, start saving money. And you hear this all the time, but what does that mean? And I plan to delve deeper into financials on this podcast. I told you guys we're going to start having guests this year. And I hope to touch on every major point in life, especially finances. That's a big one for me. So with saving money, if you know you can depend on yourself, you'll be less anxious. 
So stop saying you need to be spontaneous, y'all. <laughs> Knowing good and got darn well, you don't have spontaneous coins. And there's nothing wrong with that. What I mean by that is even those that have enough money in the bank, you still don't have to always be spending. A lot of times we need to save for those rainy days, for other opportunities, for other things that come up. I know for me, my mother always taught me to have money in your pocket. So when you want to do something, it's not a scrounge to try and get it done. If I want to go on a trip, I can go on a trip. If I want a new bag, I can go get the bag. If I need to pay a down payment on a house or a car that I happen to like, I can and I have the credit to do so. And that's something that you should always seek to do. That's something that even with my mother's meager salary growing up, she never, we never really ran into times or I didn't see where she didn't plan for things or that when things came up, she couldn't do it. So if something failed, she had something in place. So that's what I mean by those spontaneous coins. And when you're broke, you have nothing to depend on and it makes you feel bad. It makes you feel anxious. You ever spent last the last or spent down to that last dollar in your bank account and it just makes you feel on edge. I mean, I don't like for a check dropping in my account to make me feel that on edge uh, or until that drops. I want to at least feel like I have it to save. I have it to spend. I have something there as a cushion. Also, we often say we have nothing to save, but it takes discipline. When I was an undergrad in grad school, I kept a job with a savings of no less than a thousand dollars at a time. Believe it or not, even at that age, at that young age, I did that because I didn't want to have to depend on people if I was found on the side of the road and needed a new tire. I didn't want that to be the case. I also didn't need to run into a situation where I didn't have at least $100 to put on something that needed to be done, you know, or if it came up that I had to use a credit card and I needed to pay that off. Just anything can pop up in life. And those of you all that have children that have um, are in marriages that take care of family members, you understand more than anyone that sometimes things come up and you need to have that available. So I started that back then. And this meant that I could plan for things that I had reserved for and also things that were unexpected, like I said, and I didn't have to depend on anyone else. And that makes you feel better. And I'm not saying that you don't get to a point where you can depend on people. That's not what I'm saying. Y'all know I have a circle of friends that has been there since I was in the single digits. However, I also don't want to intrude on others' lives because of situations I could have avoided. And money is often one of those situations. So I like to save about 10 to 15% of each check or payment. I just find that this really helps me to conserve. It helps me to be cognizant. What I do in my bank account is I like to make sure that that money is taken out as soon as my checks are directly deposited. I don't even touch that money. Uh, some of it goes into a uh, investment account and some of it goes into a regular savings account. And that way I account it as a bill, a monthly bill. Not only that, I pay my tithes and offering. I am, you know, spiritual. I don't like to call myself religious. I'm spiritual. And I do believe in that connection with paying God back. Um, not because God pimping out here or anything like that, but I feel like so much has been given and to whom much is given, much is required. And for me, I just feel that that's my way or one of my ways of giving back. And not only that, feeling good and secure in that. And also it adds to the discipline. When I know that 10% of my earnings is coming out every month, I don't overextend myself. I know what I have to do. Yet again, another bill for me to account for 
but it makes me feel good doing it. The next thing is to stop complaining. It makes life so much more stressful. Like literally, you need to pinch yourself or help yourself rewire every time you're starting to complain so you can start to avoid that. That can definitely increase a sense of depression and also your pain. Have you ever like been in pain, but you start trying to think, you know, trying to think more positive, do more positive things. And over time, what's interesting is you forget that that pain is even there. You know, I've had those situations. I've had those uncomfortable situations. And I know many others that I've worked with, clients, students, uh, co-workers, and, and colleagues. I know that I've encountered where if they put their minds on positive things, it's not going to totally alleviate your pain. I'm not sitting over here telling y'all or selling y'all no rainbow dreams or no fun, you know, thoughts that don't make sense. But what I will say is if you place your mind on higher things, a lot of times it gives you hope. It makes you feel better. It makes you feel like you're still getting things done in spite of and instead of complaining. And I know maybe you can relate to this is complaining sometimes makes it worse. And then you start to tell that same story to everyone. So that becomes your reality. So, you know, if you're always sitting around like we just got done talking about finances, y'all, if you're always sitting around talking about I'm a broke, I'm always going to be broke. I ain't nothing but broke. If that's all in your vernacular that's all in your vocabulary all day every day guess what you're going to continue to be broke and you're going to be broken in many other ways it's not just going to be in terms of money it's going to be in terms of everything in your life your relationships your work your current work your money yes uh, but in other ways as well it will break your spirit it will break your heart it will make you feel as if you're not achieving or accounting for things that you actually have achieved so you have to really start to rewire that complaining spirit and start to think carefully and positively about the words that come out of your mouth. Sometimes I don't believe stuff until I speak it out loud. That's why when I am planning to do things, I write lists. I say those lists out loud. Y'all, it makes it real. It makes it real. So when you start to complain all the time, it makes it very real because you hear yourself saying this all the time. You're constantly replaying it and you're making yourself feel like a this next one is one of my freaking favorites and mainly because it's overlooked I mean a lot of times we talk a big game but we ain't about it we not gonna do it it's it's just not real for us and like I said saying things and verbalizing things that you're holding yourself accountable for can be very positive but then saying things that you know you're not gonna do and not doing them makes you feel like more of a failure. So here we go. Do what you say and say only what you will do. I have learned, <laughs> I've learned to stop telling people that I'm going to do things that I know I have no intentions on doing. Even if it's something small, like attending a program or being a part of something, going somewhere, um, you know, checking back in with someone, whatever it is. I try to make sure that I, uh, keep myself accountable by saying words that really apply. So if I'm not sure on going to a, a program I've been invited to, I might tell the person, hey, not sure that I'll make it. However, I'm going to see how the time allows at that time and see if I'm able to attend. As opposed to yes, knowing you ain't gonna go. Knowing you are not gonna do it, you ain't bit mo. 
about to go to a program or do anything. And you know what? When you talk yourself up in a way that sets you up to not complete things that you say you're going to do, again, indirectly, it causes a failure mentality. It causes that failure mentality, causing you to believe that you never do anything you say you're going to. So that becomes a habit. So I try not to say things that I'm not going to do. If I'm not going to do it and I say I'm going to do it, I know it sets me up for failure. It makes me feel bad about myself and it also makes others not trust you in your word. So when you do what you say and lead a life of saying what you do, you build credibility and trustworthiness. People care about what you say. They think that you ought to go for real. Like they really do watch you. And, you know, I learned about this a long time ago when I became a mentor. Also before that time. People reminded me of my past, things that I didn't even realize. They were like, man, you said you was going to do A, B, and C back when we was in school and you did it, you know? And I realized that that was a part of my life. That was important to me to not only put it out in the universe, but execute accordingly, not to have that mentality where, oh, you know, I'm going to say it and I kind of mean it, but I want people to also know that I mean it and to see that. And sometimes that's a motivator for others for them to be able to see wow you know this person didn't have all the resources didn't have everything that was necessary but they said they were going to do it and they did it so what is my excuse especially if I do have the resources especially if I do have the time what is my excuse and so you have to start to look at things more you know more broader in that way it's not only affecting you it affects others those of you all that have children that have family you know, closer familial relationships and things of that sort. People watch you. And if you never come through, if you never say what you will do, then you start to build this reputation for not being credible. And then you get mad when people don't ask you to do things or ask you to participate, but you're not dependable. And so another thing on that is also being okay with saying no, as I said, okay, already, I'm just tying this in because that was number five. And the reason why that's important here is I had to learn how to start saying no flat out. If I start saying those things out loud, like, oh, I maybe come or yeah, you know, I, I think I'll be there, you know, no, um, just no, you know, sometimes it takes practice. Sometimes it takes us to find our purpose and understand what we have to do and prioritizing our needs and prioritizing the needs of those that are closest to us and learning to say no, as y'all can see that this one gets me hyped. It really does. But people will be drawn to you and you will be drawn to yourself when you're more credible. And so according to hack spirit, one thing is never agree or promise to anything unless you are 100% sure you can do it. Treat yes as a contract. Y'all hear that? It's a contract. You sign in something, literally verbally, you are signing, saying you will do it. You are putting your name on it. Schedule everything you say yes to. I use my phone like never before. If I say I'm going to do something, I ask someone the date. I put it right in my phone, right in front of them. Some might say, whoa, that's a bit much. I've had even people say, man, you scheduling that? Yes, because I want to make sure I don't miss your phone call. I want to make sure that I don't forget to come to your program like I said I would. I don't want to miss out on my God babies and different events that I go to for that and, and for my best friends, 
experiences. I want to make sure I'm there. And so I want to have that credibility. I want people to be able to trust me. And not only that, it makes me feel more valuable when I do what I say, because then I can trust myself. Another thing is to not make excuses, period. Just stop. Y'all know I always say, and I learned this through my beautiful sorority, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Um, don't make excuses. Excuses are monuments of nothingness. They build bridges that lead to nowhere. Those that use, use these tools of incompetence are masters of nothingness. Are you a master of nothingness? A lot of times when you make excuses, people know you ain't about nothing. You're not going to do anything you say you do. So why ask you or why even try to you know, get close with you. People want to be associated with those that actually work towards the goals they say they will. Also be honest. If you can't do something, don't agree to it. Plain and simple. And sometimes that brings you guilt. But what guilt would you rather have? The guilt of saying no, the temporary guilt, because you'll soon forget you said no and be done with it. Or the guilt of everything leading up to this event that you know you lied about going to. And having to hear the phone call, seeing the text messages, are you coming? Are you coming for sure? And you know you lying. You know you're not going nowhere. You know you're not going to do it. But you're steady telling people what you will do and you know you won't. So if you don't have the bandwidth to get it done, just don't. I hope you guys are enjoying the show and really getting into these steps or these top 10 things that I'm using that have helped me get my life together and I know will help you. Now we're going to take a quick break and we're going to return with those last two things. We are back y'all and I don't know about you, but I am definitely getting my life refreshing myself on these things because these are things that I failed at before. I like to be a bit more transparent with you all letting you know that I mean, I won't get into all the specifics, but I've definitely not held myself accountable in the past before, but I did see a difference in my life when I did, you know, and not only that. I became a motivator and a motivation for others to hold true to who they are in order to get to that next step in life. So let's dive right back in because this next one is quite important. And a lot of us think we can get away from it, but you definitely need to nurture your relationships. Okay. You can't expect what you don't put in. You can't expect for you to have great friends and great relationships and great networks if you're not willing to put in the work for that. I've had people in the past that have even said to me about my friendships and, and God knows I love my friends dearly. Ooh, y'all heard the emotions in my voice because those people have been amazing to me and there's not a whole lot of them, but they have been there for some ups and some downs. And what I will say with that is you have to nurture those relationships. And what I was going into is I've had people say, you doing all that for your friends? You're going to fly across the country to go see your friend. You're going to send them these gifts. You're going to do this and do that. Yes, because you nurture your relationships. And even with my own mother, I nurture that relationship. I know my mother doesn't always feel like traveling or doesn't always, you know, have the time to travel. I try to make sure I schedule ahead of time so that we can have longer time periods together so that we can spend some time, you know, even with others in my life. I like to make sure that that time is set aside so that we can have some good and quality time. Same thing with the networks. You know, I like to make sure that I stay a part of organizations that keep me connected to my field as a psychologist. I like to make sure that I have friends in the field or just colleagues that I can depend on or give a call to when there's things going on. 
I have people that I that look out for me that want me to succeed and I want the same for them. But you have to nurture those relationships. They have to feel like you're present and not all the time. That's that's also a misconception of nurturing relationships. People don't need you in their face 24 seven. But what they do need is your buy in. They need to see that you're actually contributing and giving to a relationship. No, relationships are not free. So I hate when people I hate when people say things in relationships like, oh, the relationship is just so easy. Like we don't need anything from one another. Well, that's a lie. You're getting something out of the relationships you have. If you're nurturing them, you get a good sense of fulfillment. You get motivation. You might find that you get someone that pushes you to your next goal, that pushes you to get your life together, right? You're getting something from the deal. And anybody you hanging around that ain't giving you any benefits and you not giving them any, you need to end that relationship and quickly because it's taking room on your roster. Now, According to a 75-year Harvard study, relationships are the most crucial factor to a successful and happy life. Y'all heard it right. It's the most crucial factor. If we don't have people that we feel are in our, you know, are in our realm of help, that care about us, that truly will have our backs, not, you know, all the time, but in those times where we really need them, then we we don't succeed. We don't do as well. We don't feel really good about our lives. And you also want to make sure you're investing enough time in your family, your friends, and you'll live a much more fulfilling life. And I'm not just even talking romantic relationships. That's important too. And I think that's a whole different conversation because that's a type of love that requires daily nurturing. But what I'm saying is you also need to have those people you can depend on even when you're in those romantic relationships. And I think many of us can say uh, that we've been in situations where we've nurtured one relationship over the other. And when that one gives out, then we find ourselves isolated from everyone else that we have no longer, you know, nurtured or invested in. And so I find it important to keep the strength of my circle. And some people require less and some people require more. Whether that's just making sure you text them every now and again, making sure they're good or giving them a quick phone call or showing interest in the new projects they have going on, what's happening in their lives. Nurturing is super important and you cannot get around it in this life. People will want you to nurture them so that they can know that they can trust you. And the more you feel trusted, the more connected you will feel and also the more successful you will feel. It helps to add to that. So consider how or where the holes are in your relationships. What could you be doing better? What can you control? I'm not saying you have to fly across the country to see your friends or do things like that. But could you at least try to hop on a call with them, a FaceTime call, a Skype call, a Zoom call, something where you see their faces, where you share with them, where they can share with you, where you're open and honest with them, where you seek their feedback, where they seek yours, where you're available when they need someone. And I'm not talking about the toxic folk because we done had them conversations over here. I ain't talking about being on hold for everybody and anybody's problems, but I am talking about being that good, strong, and steady person that a person can rely on. The last but certainly not least thing is to live in your now and be more grateful. Now, <laughs> I know everything might not seem right in your life. Everything might not be the most aligned. We've all been there. I've seen it. However, one thing that we don't practice a lot of times is gratitude. 
And how can you be blessed with more if you cannot be trusted with less? A lot of times our attitude comes from wanting the ability to have more, to do more, to have more friends, to have more love, to have more hope, to have more joy, to have more money, more resources, more God, more spirituality. But if you're not willing to be grateful for where you are right now so that you can build on it and look back, then how will you ever feel fulfilled? How will you ever feel good? It will never be good enough. Because if you don't take time to reflect on where you are right now, to see where things have led you, what things have led you to this point, what has added to you becoming the person that you are, whether you're quite proud of that person or whether you're still kind of steady and rocky, unsteady and rocky and trying to figure that part of your life out, you still should find a way to be grateful for where you are. I'm going to give you guys an example. I think my weight loss has helped to serve in that point. And I don't even think my weight loss, I've been so motivated by the weight loss and the continued healthy balance that I've seen in many of my friends, my family members, heck my own mother. And not only that clients, people that I work with that I've coached and different things. I, what I found is that being grateful and accepting where you are, doesn't mean that you're simply happy with it, but it does mean that you acknowledge it, that you see it as a part of the journey, that you see it as a piece of who you are and a piece that you need in order to get to the next step. You can't be unhealthy and then just be healthy. You have to be unhealthy first. And so I think that was the best thing for me um, is realizing that I had to cherish myself where I was. And, and that's something I have seen in the stories of others that have been successful in lots of things like that is that they were cherishing where they were in order for them to keep their eyes open during the journey so that they never took it from granted. And the more and more you start to practice that just by saying, you know, thank you. I'm grateful for waking up this morning. I'm grateful for having the activity of my limbs. I'm grateful for the friends I do have. I don't have as many as I would like. And my network is not nearly as flourishing as I would like, but I can get there. I can get there. And I think that those are the biggest things that have helped me to this point. And I've seen it help others. So start to practice that gratitude. Be okay with where you are. I don't care if you living in a crummy one bedroom that you don't like at all. It makes you upset. Dress that thing up. Make it look cute. You want to know something? <laughs> I haven't always lived in the ways that I have been blessed to. But I, I will say that those times were something to cherish. You know, you have to take care of what you have, even if it's not the best. And some of us have had a first car. Think back to that first car you drove. It wasn't exactly what you have now. Even if right now you're not driving exactly what you want. But if you can look back on that and see how this journey is going, you know, you're getting better. You know, you're getting more. You know, you're growing. And that's what's important. Might not be happening as fast as you want it to, but sometimes we're not ready to handle what's next. We need to build on what we have and be grateful for it so that we can move forward in a very nice and kind manner. Well, that's all y'all. Make sure that you stay tuned and subscribe so you know when I post my next episode. 
I think that I am so excited to continue to go on with you guys. It's making me so happy to post these podcasts more often now. You guys are giving me so much feedback, so much love. And even those that are giving me critical points to think about and analyze and, and really bring to the table. I'm so excited for that next steps that we have in 2020. I continue to take in all your feedback and all the things that you have for me. So make sure that you sign up for my free e-newsletter at DrNinaEllisHervey.com. That'll make sure that you receive my free eight-day supernatural video course, which is going to teach you ways that have really enhanced the lives of others and myself in order to stay on track with those journeys that you seek to complete and to become the best you and live your best life okay you can also find me on youtube instagram facebook and twitter at beautiful brown baby doll and y'all make sure you dm me your topics also repost and tag i love when you repost and tag and i know so many of you all emailed me and asked me if that's okay it's totally fine just all i ask is you repost and tag because i do repost a lot of the people who post about me just so you can see that i love you right back so thank you so much for listening guys i hope you are enjoying your 2020 thus far and even if it ain't starting off so great just know you have a lot to look forward to anything that's down usually goes up can't go no lower so keep on going keep pushing keep rising keep learning and getting better i've enjoyed this episode and i look forward to the next one thanks so much y'all for tuning in beautiful brown baby doll dr nina signing out peace